Did you have a good 4th of July? Did you barbecue? Did you see some fireworks? Celebrate a little bit of America? I know it can be tough at times, but I'm sure you had a good time. Welcome back to Ghosted. Guys, I got a story in the Facebook group from Desiree. And it creeped me out and it reminded me of a story. So here we go. She says... Several years ago, I worked at a nursing home as a housekeeper. I'm already spooked. There were only three sections, and each one would go to the dining hall at their designated times, meaning that that hall would be completely empty and the lights would be off. I always took advantage of this time to clean the empty rooms as it was easier. I'm going about my way cleaning... And when it came time to clean the bathroom in one of the rooms, I realized the bathroom door was shut and the light was on inside. So I knocked. No one answered, but I could see a shadow under the doorway as if someone was standing there. What was weird was this shadow appeared to begin pacing back and forth. And this isn't a large bathroom. I decided to go into the adjoining room after watching the shadow pace for a moment. Each room shared a bathroom with their neighbor. This is when it got weirder. The door to the bathroom was open and nobody was inside. I never saw anyone walk by and no one answered when I knocked. And that shadow had still been there when I went in the hall. These rooms were small. There was no way I would have missed someone. I had already been told stories of the nurses or CNAs seeing dark shadows standing over patients who not long after the sighting passed away. Dark shadows. Ooh, that's not good. This was one experience that stuck out to me as I love the paranormal, but have not personally experienced many paranormal acts, and sometimes I wonder if I am just not open to it. I always think I want to experience something, but I always get way too scared and try to explain stuff away. Okay, I can see where, I mean, obviously there's a lot of death in nursing homes. You know, if we're going with the theory that ghosts stay in a place that they like they want to stay there i don't know that you would want to stay in a nursing home but i don't know it's there has to be a lot of that energy going on there it reminded me of this story so my grandmother who i got visits from in my childhood uh in the afterlife when she you know she had a long struggle with cancer and when she was in I believe it was a hospital, not a nursing home. She was in the hospital and she told my mother, she said, the people are not here yet. My mom was like, what? She's like, the people in the hallway, they're not here yet. So my mom 
goes to the nurse. She said, what, what is she talking about? And the nurse said, oh, yeah, a lot of times they people that are dying will see people in this hallway that are usually like loved ones that have already passed that are like, all right, we're ready for you. Come with us to the other side. So I was thinking about that story. So I, I asked my mom, I was like, mom, what was that story? She retold it to me. But then she was like, do you know the story about the little boy in our living room? And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I've told you guys about this haunted house I grew up in. So apparently my grandmother, who, you know, haunted my house a little bit when I was a kid, when she was still alive and she was, you know, not doing too great health wise, she had the hospital bed in the living room. She saw a little boy playing in our curtains in our living room. I just found out from my mother. So the plot thickens on my childhood ghost experiences. All right, let's get on with the episode. I'm so excited that we have our guest today. It's going to get spooky, so strap in. Greta's here! Hi! Greta, wait, hold up. You're on Los Spookies? I am on Los Spookies. I watched the first episode last night, and I'm obsessed with it. You gotta watch up too, babe. That's where I come in. That's Oh, okay. Is it out already? Yeah. Two? Oh my god. On HBO Go. Okay, it is so funny. It's a great show. It is seriously so funny. It's so absurd. And it's like all the things I love and people I love. And it's a spooky. It's a spooky. It's a spooky. It's right in your wheelhouse. Totally. It's a spooky. Wait, you believe in ghosts? <clears throat> Absolutely. When did you start believing in ghosts? <sighs> well... I've always been attracted, like I'm, I've been attracted to the drama oh, of yeah. ghosts forever. Like ever since I realized, I don't know, ever since I was really little, and like Nancy Drew books and like mysteries and the drama. Yeah, like that. And As like a drag Scooby queen, Doo. I can't relate. You know, it's mm-hmm. like drama. No, 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 no. You're not dramatic at all. No. Um, by the way, I love your gown. Oh, thank you for <laughs> noticing this. It, describe it for everyone. It's sort of like, a, it's kind of like a, on the top is like a ruched sort of cherry red yes. moment on the top. Very cinched waist. Thank very you. Very kind of like summer peasant vibe uh-huh. going down into like summer sort of a peasant. flowing like Halston kind of pleated bottom. It's like yeah. disco meets summer peasant. Meets yeah, renaissance. Meets fair. Renaissance Fair. Yeah, thank And it's you. important to be Ren Fair chic. Yeah. You want to be the uh, the disco diva of the Renaissance Fair. You must. You must. Summertime. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I think that I started believing in ghosts. I always wanted to believe in ghosts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And I think that in order to interact with things not in this dimension necessarily, you need to want to. Yeah. Like, you need to be open to it and want to do it. So then I really just, like, wanted to do spooky stuff. I always just wanted to be... Are you a horror fan? Huge. Really? Yeah. Well, now, what's your horror? Like, what gets you? Because for me, it's like, if I see a demon movie, that's where I, I stay up at night. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like, demons, exorcisms, mm-hmm. that kind of shit doesn't... 
Are you more of a murderer? Kind of I'm horror? more, I get really spooked by like psychological manipulation. Like whenever mm. there's a character that's, okay, you know what movie fucked me up? Hmm. Orphan. Do you remember that movie? <gasps> I love Orphan. Yeah. First of all, I love Vera Farmiga. Oh yeah, Formiga. She, great. She's just like perfect for horror. Totally. And uh, sh- that movie, The Twist. Did you see that twist coming in that movie? I knew that obviously the orphan was like fu- super fucked up in some capacity, yeah. but I didn't know. I mean, we can spoil the movie for everyone. I mean, it's been it's like, like over 10 it's years, been a I feel. really long time. Yeah. And I think before that, it was also a Japanese horror film. I think that it was like an adaptation. That of, makes sense. Yeah. Because, well, basically what ends up happening is this little girl ends up being like... She has, like, dwarfism of some sort, and she's actually, like, 45 years old or something insane. She's or like 38 years old. like, murderer. And she keeps on trying to fuck the dad, and, like... That's right! She, yeah, she wants to be with him, and, like, she tries to kill the kids, and the one kid has a cochlear implant, and she, like, takes the implant away so that they can't yes. hear. I mean, that, that kind of shit scares me. Yeah. Because to me, when people—that can be anyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, the power of manipulation is scary to me. So that's what scares me because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, people can make you believe one thing and be a complete other, and that's terrifying. Like— you know, being possessed by the by Satan or whatever, it's like whatever. that stuff gets me because I was raised Catholic. Yeah, there's a lot of like terror in that. Yeah. Well, being raised Catholic is scary. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was I, yeah. half Catholic. I'm half Catholic, half Jewish. Ah. So for me, I have a lot of like the tales are just so scary it just like you grow up with fear yes of sinning of going to hell of being bad we'll talk about drama the catholic church is drama oh my god i know p.s um people uh, us talking about the orphan please do not be turned off from adoption there is (laughs) there's a good chance you, you will adopt a wonderful child that needs a home there's many in this country my favorite scene though in all of those movies is when when someone makes the call to wherever the person came yes. from, whether or not it's like... And it's all happening. Yeah. It's all whether, coming together. Right. Whether or not it's like a mental hospital or a school that they mm-hmm. say that they... A boarding school that they say that they came from or a, like an adoption agency. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we need to call you back. And then by the time they call them back, like a house is burning down and like yep. whatever else. And then they're like... Um, is Natalie in your care? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, is she in your care right now? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you need to get out of the house. Uh-huh. You aren't safe. I love that scene in every single movie. Totally. Just such suspense. Yeah. I've always wanted to believe in ghosts. And then when I was like eight years old is when I had my first like experience with ghosts, plural, as a concept. Okay, what happened? Well, I was living, I grew up in Washington, D.C. and Really? I did. And it's just a spooky place. Well, obviously lots of history. A lot of history. Uh, lots of scandal. A lot of history, a lot of scandals. Um, you know, there's a lot of history everywhere, but I think that I was living in a house that was built in 
the early 1800s mm. and was used as a prison during the Civil War. Say what now? Yeah, and it was also, after that, it was also a brothel. So, like, this house that I was living in was this big old house that had a lot of history, a lot of people living in it, and it was just... It had a presence. You know what I mean? I think that anytime there's a building where or just a place in general, a park, a theme park, whatever, where there's people coming in and out all the time, especially I well, I think that that energy stays there. Yeah. And especially when it's. You know, prison, it's a lot of people that are like, you know, clearly their life's not going great. Right. And so there's that whole vibe and they possibly die. Oh, yeah. During the. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. During the war as well. And, you know, a brothel, there's a lot of energy going on there. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's got to be. And there's had to have been deaths. 100 percent. People definitely died in this house throughout time. It was just it was around. It was, you know, hundreds of years old hundreds by that I mean well yeah hundreds of years old I would say yeah I would know (laughs) but um yeah and the first time I really started being like I don't fuck with this house was (laughs) it was I hate I hated that house it scared me and I was alone a lot as a kid my sister went to boarding school and my brother is 11 years older than me so he was in college and my parents worked all the time and I was with a nanny constantly but I was like just always alone Uh and it was a three-story house it was a old Victorian style house so for those of you that don't know what that is it's like it is what you see in scary movies totally has houses with turrets and like you know they look spooky they just look like spooky witch houses is really what Victorians as spooky exactly so I remember the first time I went up to the third floor to go to my mom had like a little office up there and it was small it wasn't like a whole floor it was like a little like attic floor you know what I mean yeah And I walk up to the landing and I just, my whole body gets overcome with chills. And I just had to sprint upstairs and I felt like I wasn't alone. You know when you Mm -hmm. have the feeling of someone looking at you and you can feel them looking at you in the back of your head and you turn around and like you don't know where they went but you knew someone was looking at you? Totally. That was just how I felt. So that was kind of the first thing that happened to me where I was like, Every time I go up to the third floor of this house, my whole body gets chills and I need to run upstairs and I freak out. And then it wouldn't even matter if someone were up there. I would just, I hated it. I would freak out and I would just be like frozen. So then the more and more I started to fixate on this feeling, I, when I would go to bed at night, we had these old vents and a lot of old houses, the vents are really big. The vents are like crawl spaces. You could literally, I was tiny enough where I could like wiggle my body and into the vent if I wanted to. But my bed was right next to my vent and I would hear, and I'm not kidding you, people are going to think that I'm being crazy. No, 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 not on this podcast. I would hear like what sounded like chains clanking against... Um, steel, like a pole, like a metal pole. Uh And I would 
tell my parents that I would be hearing this at night and I would freak out and I would get so scared. And they would say, oh, it's the radiator, it's the heater, it's the heat, blah, blah, blah. But then it would just happen when the heat wasn't on. So then I was like, this isn't just the heater. Something fucked up is happening. But my parents were like, you need to calm down. You're being crazy. Yeah. My mom believed in ghosts because my mom was also Catholic. Yeah, so I think that like she believed in that shit. And she also didn't love the vibe of this house. A lot of like sinister dark things happened to us and like our family in that house Mm. um so she also didn't really fuck with it but then did she have experiences in the house with ghosts i don't know if she did and if she did she would have never told me about them when i was that little because she wouldn't want to freak me out more because i was already so terrified and i would tuck myself into my bed like so tight because i would be really mortified Mm mm-hmm But then the worst thing, so then I would hear these chains, I would hear it through our vent, and that happened for about a solid year, where I would hear all of this shit, and then I would do these things where, like, I was then became obsessed with having seances and, like, using Ouija boards. Oh, girl, that's how it all starts. It really is. So my mom did not let me bring a Ouija board into the house. My mom believed that Ouija boards were dark magic, that it was really bad, they're evil, we shouldn't have them whatever. So I, of course, would use Ouija boards like my friends' houses. And look, I don't know if Ouija boards, I don't know what's up with them. They're real. They come up on this show a lot. I feel like many of our guests have had experiences. And I had an experience with a Ouija board. And I know that it's a way of communicating and opening up Like a prism, a channel, uh, whatever it is. At least the conversation. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like you're letting them know like, hey, what's up? And they might not reply at that moment, but they're like, hey, like, you know, they might come to you in the middle of the night and be like, remember when you wanted to talk to me? I'm here now. Right. It's it gets fucking scary. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, then I started doing a lot of like seance stuff and things like that. And then I think in doing those things, I became more and more open to, like, that kind of spiritual energy. Did anything, like, happen when you were doing, like, a seance or Ouija? With Ouija boards, yes. Everything always happened. You know what I mean? You would yeah. you would always, like, is there a ghost in here? And then it would always go to yes. But, yeah. again, it's, like, hard for me to say, was that... Real? So like, you're moving it. No, or, you're moving yeah, it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, and I do believe that like group energy and like group mind kind of moves it. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's it is crazy with Ouija boards. You hear stories of things getting really specifically spelled out and like really like super specifics about people's lives. Like those things I can't explain. You know because I don't think that that is coincidence. Like I don't think anything in life is coincidence. I think that life. I think time and destiny, I, I believe in all of that, like, mm-hmm. new age bullshit. Totally, But um, the thing that started happening to me, though, was I, once I started doing all of this stuff, I was also, there was a cemetery down the street from my house. I was obsessed with going to the cemetery, you know, then I became, like, really into it. Um, 
And then when I was, I think, about 9 or 10, this thing started to happen to me where I would go to sleep with my door closed and I would wake up with it open at around, like, 3 in the morning. (laughs) And I read this thing that the time to summon spirits was between the hours of, like, 3 and 5 a.m. or something like that. That that's when you—that's when spirits can come the strongest because, like, our— when everyone's asleep, like our energetic channels are like shut down. So uh-huh. the other energy has time to like come in. It's the witching hour. It's the witching hour. So then I would be like, okay, well, I know my mom's not fucking with me and I know my dad's not fucking with me. So like who's opening my fucking door in the middle of the night? And I would obviously tell my parents what was going on and they'd be like, you need to calm down. You're being crazy. Maybe the wind or whatever. And I'm just like, the wind would never blow my door open. And then it started getting so bad that I would put stuff in front of my door and like to block my door. Yeah. And I would wake up and it would still be open. Oh. And then I got like the worst it ever got was when I was like now I think 12 and I have one of those old alarm clocks that have like the bells on top. You know, those like old school ones. Yeah, totally. I loved it. I thought it was like so cute and cool. And um, I woke up and the door was wide open and my alarm was on the floor and it was going off. And I was like, okay, this is next level. And I wanted to get out of my bed and run into my parents' room. But I was literally like paralyzed. Like I was so frozen because I just felt something so, 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 so strong in my room that I couldn't leave. And it was like not a good energy or a happy energy. It was like a sinister energy. And I felt very scared. And Are you I, familiar with sleep, per, sleep paralysis? paralysis? Yeah. yeah. Which, it wasn't like a sleep paralysis type thing. Like I could open my eyes and I could talk, but I just literally couldn't move. <laughs> and then thankfully we ended up moving out of that house oh man so that was my first kind of real experience with like things started getting progressively weirder and weirder and I would feel weirder and weirder and things would just happen that I don't know like lights a lot of like lights being on and off mm-hmm well that's something I've talked about a billion times on this show but you know, I grew up in a house that had spirits in it, and I believe that from a young age, I learned to recognize it, and that made ghosts look at me and be like, "Hey, girl!" Like, mm. like they knew that like I had already had the conversation with them before, and so you know, when I go to places, I feel like ghosts are like, you know, what's up? Yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> See, I feel like, okay, I'm going to sound insane on this podcast. No, you. nobody does. I feel like I have a profound power to communicate with people and spirits and things like that. You're insane. I'm and scared. I'm still scared to open that, open myself up fully to that. I think we all do. Totally, because it's like if you open yourself up to all of that energy— that is just so much to deal with. And I'm uh, and I think a lot of us are, especially in like what we do. But like I'm an empath, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I feel everyone's feelings on this 
earth all the time. Mm-hmm. That like the thought of dealing with the feelings of those that have like moved on is so overwhelming and like intense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I was always a little scared to fully be like, I am here talk to me like what's up you know what i mean totally you sound very similar to me yeah which p.s i had a psychic on the show bill phillips and he said that he had a feeling that i'm psychic really and because I, I told him things like what you just said that i feel that way as well yeah i feel empathic and i do i do feel like if you are if you open yourself up it, that's just, it's exhausting. I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, that's the first thing I think about when I think about psychic mediums. Like, the, I mean, obviously they learn how to channel that, but especially as like a young child, like, what would you do if you were like literally seeing dead people all the time? Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, my thing about spirits and communicating with spirits didn't really like come to a head until my mom died. Mm, when did that happen? Mm, seven years ago. I'm sorry. Thank you. So for me, when that happened, then I started going down this rabbit hole of being like, I will do anything on planet Earth to communicate with her again. Really? Yes. So then I started talking to like 9,000 clairvoyants, 9 million psychics, a billion tarot card readers, you know, like wow. name it. I've done it. Yeah. And I've talked to them. And so how was the success with that? I talked to I talked to a clairvoyant um who was crazy. Like no, Some not th- she was crazy. The experience was crazy. Like I got she was on the over the phone. We spoke on the phone and she immediately and I was really like paranoid because I I never want people to like look at my name and then see that my mom is dead and then like see what I do yeah, and, like, yeah. blah, blah, you blah, can't blah. feed them too much right so like I emailed her from like another email address like didn't have my name in it and, like I was just like went through all of these precautions to like mm-hmm. see if I could really get this Smart. experience and the first thing she said to me she was like she was like I'm I'm so sorry I usually don't like start off the conversation like this my first time talking to someone but your mom is just like really bothering me to get through to you and I was like that's crazy and then she was saying things in the way that my mom would say them and like speaking to me in the way that my mom would speak to me and I was just like that's so crazy and her experience with being a clairvoyant was she got very sick And like when she because I asked her, I was like, how did you get into this line of work? Like what led you to be? And she got really sick and she was kind of like in and out of, you know, consciousness and in between things. And that's kind of what allowed her to do her work. And she just like meditates a lot on someone's energy and then kind of like taps into what's going on with them. And then I was basically like having these full on conversations with my mom. And this woman was telling me like, she knew that my mom died of lung cancer. She was like, she was like, your mom wants me to tell you that when she died, she wasn't in pain and that her chest really bothered her. But by the time she died, it was alleviated and it was fine. And I was like, how the fuck did she know that? Yeah. Because like, even if you could look up my mom, you could look up her obituary. It didn't say 
you know, this woman died of lung cancer. Uh You know what I mean? There was be no way of knowing that. Yeah, that's real. And like that kind of stuff became really bizarre. And then the more and more I ached for my mom, the more and more I started like seeing her. It was really crazy. Really? Yeah. And like I would also have me and my my aunt and uncle have had the same dream about her. What is it? It's our mom, uh, our mom, my mom, their sister, um, appears that she has just come out of a body of water. Like she's wet, like her hair is wet, her skin is wet, and she's like in wet, kind of like white, caftany, like sheathy clothing. Uh-huh. Um, and she's just like there in this like very plain room with you talking. It's really weird. And we've had that same dream on the same night. And, like, that's happened multiple times. Yeah, I've heard of that, shared dream experiences. It's very bizarre. It is very bizarre. But it's, like, and I, I what I always wonder is, like, why on this night did that happen, you know? Yeah. And I think that, like, I think that just as we miss people in this current sphere, people miss us where they are, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... No one knows what happens after we die. No one. And we are just energy, and energy is transferable. And, like, I I don't know. You know what I mean? All I know is that it goes somewhere. It goes somewhere. It has to go somewhere. But the first time that, like, I really saw my mom, because I've seen my mom. Like, you've seen it, like, a full-body, like, apparition of your mother. Yes. Really? Yes. And I know that these things are, I know it's my brain creating her. And I understand that in like a logical. Why do you think that? Because I think that our, I think that like we can conjure, I think that when a spirit is present with us, we can put a physical embodiment on the spirit to help us understand what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? But what about when that's a shared experience by other people? You and think I, I think that thing? that's I think that that's like a similar thing. I think that when you can, because it's my mom, when I can identify the spirit so strongly, uh-huh. I can put a body to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Whereas when you're dealing with the spirits of people that you've never met or people that are dwelling in the same areas you're dwelling, I think it's harder to maybe identify it as like a real tangible person. And okay. for I don't, but this is just my theory. Again, no one has any fucking Nobody idea. Knows. So like yeah. it could just be her literal ghost that was there. Like I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um it was over a Thanksgiving holiday and I was staying in the my mom toward the end of her life lived with her sister. And lived in this room in her house. And I was sleeping alone in that room of her house, which I always, it was always hard for me to get a restful night's sleep in that room. It was always filled with history, you know? Um, And I was, it was, yeah, it was around Thanksgiving and I was so badly missing her, like sobbing to myself at night, just pleading to, see her in any capacity and to just mm-hmm. like feel that she was around me in any in any way mm-hmm. and 
then in the middle of the night, I truly woke up and there was like a little seating area next to a window. And I looked up and my mom was literally just sitting there, like looking at me. And it was so... I'm going to start crying because it was like so intense and like real. Uh And I knew that I couldn't like get out of bed and touch her. Yeah. And I knew that like the, that vision was kind of like as close as I could get, but it made my whole, I was just, it was like the most surreal thing I've ever seen in my life, in my life. And that room was like, pitch black but somehow there was like light on her Uh uh-huh and it wasn't very detailed like it wasn't like super detailed other than the fact that it was just like her and it was like Uh bizarre it was crazy yeah and you could probably feel her energy right her comfort yes yeah yeah and yeah that was the first time that i like really interacted with like a real ghost it's hard to call that a ghost when it's like a loved one. Yeah, when it's like a person. It's not like, ooh. Yeah, and it's all of my like ghost interactions prior to that have all been me being in a room, being like, I know there are a bunch of fucking ghosts around. I don't, I please do not see me right now. Do not fuck with me right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's been that kind of energy. Yeah. And that was like the first time that I had ever been like fully open to like seeing her you know what I mean definitely um but when I was in middle school the only other time that I kind of think I saw a ghost was my friend lived in this house where her aunt told her it was it was her she grew up with her grandparents She had heard from, like, her great aunt that a little girl, a ghost of a little girl who looked just like her, lived in the house. That looked just like your friend that was living still? Yes. Okay. And we were like, okay, this is spooky. Yeah. And that sometimes when my friend would, my friend would take naps with, like, her aunt or her family members when she was little. And she remembers them waking up saying, saying, Sarah, come back to bed. But it was the little girl sitting on the end of the be- edge of the bed, and they'd turn and see Sarah laying down in the bed. And they'd be all fucked up from it. Do you feel that children ghosts are creepier than adult ghosts? Yes. Why? Because a child... Children shouldn't die. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, like, number one. Number two, chill, a child's energy is, like, playful and erratic. And okay. I think that when you're dealing with that kind of energy in a ghost that is something that is so foreign and, like, different to us, I think it becomes really hard to handle when that's a child. Because yeah. kids want to play games and kids want to interact with you in a way that's not um, straightforward. I just feel like in movies and, like, when I talk to people, they're always talking about how spooky children ghosts are. But children ghosts freak me out more than grown-up ghosts. I just think they're just <laughs> grown children. Grown-up ghosts. I know, they're I children. Think, I think that... Yeah, I do think about that. Children, I mean, it's, I feel sorry for them that they died, but I also just feel like, you know, like I like kids and I feel like adults are like, like they have intentions more. Like, Well, adults, 
have more history. Yeah. So when they die, they have left more shit behind. Yeah. So when a kid, when a child unfortunately dies, they haven't had, you know, they're not there for revenge or people that have done them wrong or unless it was a terrible, terrible situation. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I feel like a, grownups usually had just have more history. So there's more shit for them to pop off about. You yeah. know what I mean? I want to be I want to be a ghost when I die. Me too. I um, want to be the world's first drag queen ghost. You will be. I've never heard of one. I've never heard of one either. But there are like places I do believe in like super haunted places. I grew up going in Nantucket, which is a very, very spooky, haunted island. I've never been. It's in Massachusetts. It is an island that is literally built on the wealth of, you know, evil white people killing whales. (laughs) <laughs> and it's a whaling that's like how they the wealthy people that live there it was a whaling island Ugh. so there's like and also just you know f- killing Native Americans and all of that well it's I mean just, every place in, is a haunted place in America yeah I mean think about LA LA feels like less haunted to me really? you know because I think that LA has like the mask of Hollywood over it so everything in a way kind of feels like a made up story to me you know what mm. I'm saying and I'm also an East Coaster so for me like East Coast horror like terrifies me but then again so does like what happens in the pacific northwest spooky spooky place to me up there yeah like in washington state like the witch trials all of that stuff yeah that shit scares me yeah i'm not as scared of hollywood ghosts i actually like am into hollywood ghosts yeah there's a lot of just like i mean it is sad that 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 they had to die but there's so much unfinished business is what i think about in la but it's like a lot of ghosts that you know came here for a reason trying to achieve something right and then like like robbed from them and it got taken away from them i'm like i already know people like that living like it's not doesn't scare me there were like always though did you grow up where did you grow up michigan spooky place every place did you grow up though with like places where people would be like oh and this ghost like lives there did you and I always think about that because I always think like if enough people say that that ghost is like living in that spot then of course that ghost is living in that spot I just think about when I'm that ghost I'm like everyone's talking about me and there you go I know you're getting all the attention you become famous hell yeah I yeah, I think that I still now interact with ghosts in a way where, like, sometimes I think it sounds like I'm schizophrenic, but sometimes I think that I'll, like, see glimpses of people and they're just, like, not there. Oh, totally. And that's why I, like, had to stop smoking weed because weed mm-hmm. just, like, made me way too, like. Drugs can do that, they can open your mind up to. Yeah, and I just, like, when high school, whenever I would smoke weed, I would always, like, see this person that I swear was trying to communicate with me. But when I would see him, it was a guy, and he was, like, probably in his late 20s, and I would literally just see him every time I would smoke weed. And I don't know if that was a manifestation of my brain or if that was a ghost that was, like, trying to communicate with me. You would see him briefly? or Briefly. It would be, like, my friends and I would be walking down the street, and I would see, like— we walk past like a street 
lamp and I would turn and he'd be like leaning against it and then he'd be gone. It would be fucking scary. There was a time where I was like, am I, am I, am I actually seeing things? Am Interesting. I balls? But then I brought it up to my mom and then she was like, no, like when I would smoke weed, like I would see shit too sometimes. It's just like putting your brain on a different channel. I've, that's never happened to me. Yeah, I mean, maybe I was smoking like PCP. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. <laughs> was the guy cute? Uh, more just like, kind of like Scruffy and like just there. And oh, I'm into that. Yeah, he was. He was like, that's my type. Like, guys that like are hot. just there. I like didn't mind because he was just like hot. And I was yeah. like, if he's hot and just like watching me, like that's cool. Yeah, like whatever. Maybe we'll meet one day. Should I try PCP? No. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Definitely not. Wait. Okay. So go back. Let's go back to the your friend that had the little girl ghost. Mm. Did you you saw the ghost? So there was always this like. Her house was really one of those places that was like, this ghost lives in that house, uh-huh. you know? So we always heard that she would flush the toilet. <gasps> that was like a thing, that she would flush the toilet. And my friend was like, yeah, she flushes the toilet. And like it happens like sometimes at night, sometimes like whatever, but it it happens and like that's her. And... I never believed her, and then one night, sure enough, I heard the toilet flush, and I literally heard, like, a pitter-patter of footsteps. <sighs> and I freaked the fuck out. Yeah. I freaked out. I, I could bet. not sleep. I turned the lights on. I freaked out, and that was terrifying to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't sleep at her house. I've Sleepovers were always hard for me. Like, I always wanted to have sleepovers because my parents had a really unhappy marriage, so I always wanted to leave the house. Mm-hmm. But then when you go into a new person's house and you need to deal with their weird fucking energy there, then after that happened, I was like, uh uh-uh, bitch, I cannot sleep in your house anymore. I like that way with hotels. Hotels are sinister. You don't know what's happened in these places. My mom stayed at the hotel where they shot um, The Shining. Oh, yeah. That hotel in upstate New York. Uh-huh. Um, and she said, because that hotel is famously haunted. It's like... Are you talking about the Stanley Hotel, which is in um, uh, Colorado, which is what they based it on? I... I no, I think my mom stayed at like the literal hotel that they shot it in, which oh, okay. is also supposed to be like terrifying as fuck. Okay. Um, and she was like, she told me that it was she couldn't sleep, that she just was like hearing shit. Yeah. And just crazy I, stuff. Well, going back to your whole thing about that scene in the movie when you find out shit, I every time I'm in a hotel, it's like late night, like whatever the show's over, whatever I'm in bed, and I'm like looking. I the first thing I look up is whatever this hotel is haunted. And I know that one of these days I'm going to be scrolling and I'm going to actually find something. And it's going to be like the room I'm staying in is where the the murder happened. I know, happened. but that's like if you ever go to the Chateau here in L.A., oh, yeah. you know, so many people have died there. Yeah. So many people have done cr- crazy shit has happened there. Yeah. I always forget that John Belushi died there. Yeah, in one of the bungalows. Yeah, and yeah. Helmut Newton, amazing photographer, died there. A lot of people died there. Yeah. Well, and then again, that goes back to that energy of Hollywood and who knows that what kind, kind of, of like reckless drug fueled energy and dream shattering yeah. dreams coming true. Lots and of- the Black Dahlia house. Another. Did you know that that house? Someone finally bought that house. What house? Where the black the like that murder. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The, oh, are you talking about the the um, 
Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright Jr. house. That, I think so. The one on Franklin. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with that house. Yeah, it's the house that the man wrote the book, The Black Dahlia Avenger. That he grew up in that house, and he believes that his father murdered the Black Dahlia in the basement. Right, exactly. Yes. And it's like a tourist attraction. It's, it was an incredible uh, architectural Visual house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like... That kind of stuff. I mean, that is the cool thing about Hollywood. You know when people go, I mean, it's so fucked up, but you know when people go on like the O.J. Simpson tour? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or like the there's murder a, tours? Yeah, there's um, uh, Charles Manson one. Yeah, and it takes you to see like, and here's where the lawn that it happened and the street that it happened and all of this yeah. stuff. You can't help but think like, what's going on here? Well, it's just human nature. I mean, people are so interested in sex, murder, what happens when we die. Like, it's just like, it's just what But we... not everyone believes in ghosts. Yeah. A lot of people think it's bullshit. And a lot oh, of people think that you're... telling me. But a lot of people think that, you, that, you, that you're crazy. And it's like, no, I'm not being crazy. There was also, at my elementary school, when I was really little, now that I'm thinking about it, I did interact with an old man in a hallway that when I went back in into a room I was like well, there's an old guy in the hallway and everyone was like no there's not and then everyone was like no and now that what? I think back on it I was like that was definitely a ghost what was the interaction he was just like said hey to me and I was like hey and like that was kind of it and then I was like who's the old man in the hallway and they were like what are you talking about? So he must have been like not a see-through, like he, no, he was, was like, like a person. A person. Yeah, and but, that's, they come in all shapes and sizes yeah but no one saw him no one had ever seen him nothing like that Maybe I'm just like, I don't know. You want to play a game? Yeah. Okay. Is this, has this been interesting? Has this been good for you? Obsessed. You have so many stories. I feel like there's a lot more to talk about, but we'll save it. We can save for it. For part two. For part two. <laughs> okay. This game. I'm excited to play this game if I think I know. It's the I'm easiest game in the world. Thinking of um, the game. Okay, so this game is where I I find EVPs. Do you know what an EVP is? Yes. It's electronic voice phenomena. Yes. It's when they record ghosts. That's what you would watch on Ghost Hunters. Totally. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, this game is called EVPs or EVPs. Okay. And um, I have found some EVPs. Now, this, this, these are both two EVPs that come from Birmingham Ghost Hunters. And I found this on YouTube. And they have this little blurb on this video. It says, Hi, guys. Tonight we got called out to a family in need of answers. Every time they are all together as a family, they keep getting random swear words through a speaker that is connected to a Bluetooth. Yeah, this is um, in England. We're going to hear... This video is about demon voices. So these are the voices that they captured. Tell me what you think this first one says. Wait. Play it again. Whore? Mm, well, here's the... Uh, now, of course, we're just guessing what Birmingham Ghost Hunters guessed. But that's an option. Um... This they did not think this was a curse word, but what they uh, it could be either a I see you no B I see do maybe they like do like jet skis <laughs> C 
high C juice. Do you remember high C? Like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or D. Just like nothing. I think it's D. Um, it's actually A. I see you. You can't hear this. Listen. Wait. Okay, yeah, I can hear that now that you yeah, told me. Yeah, it's like a real slow. I love how I'm like whore. whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear that one a lot. Okay, here's the next one. Tell me. Wait, what... do you think that's real? I don't know. That one sounded like real clear. Sometimes I hear these ones where it's like that was just some man behind the camera that was just like, "I see you." It's like that's not a ghost. <laughs> Um, okay, wait, play me another one. Okay, this next one sounds different. It's from the same investigation, apparently. It sounds, maybe it was on like a spirit box, which is, um, you know, a different way of capturing. To me, it, this one sounds like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> it's quick. <laughs> I'm drunk? <laughs> Okay, is it A, blowjob? That's what I think it sounds like. <laughs> B, Lil John, the rapper. It sounds like Lil John. C, Hello John. Or D, Buddha Judge. <laughs> I'm going with D, Buddha Judge. <laughs> it was actually C, Hello John. I think it's blowjob. I think it's I'm drunk. I'm drunk is good too. I wonder if demons get drunk. Totally. Why Do not? demons have demons? I don't know. I think that there's like a fine line, and obviously I'm not an expert at this, but I think there's a fine line between a demon and a ghost a spirit. I don't think so. I, think, I, no, because I, I think if you're a demon, you're demonic. So well, I think that like you're there to. You're there for evil. Your intention is evil. I think that, like, there are a lot of spirits out there that are just chilling, trying to, like, fucking enjoy themselves. Right. That it's not based on, like, being a demon. More like a, you know, like, Gina Davis type vibe from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they, they, they don't know that they're ghosts. Right. Yeah. I think, I think a demon was never a human. You know what I mean? I think mm. that's, like, the big thing with a demon in my eyes. Do you think people can be possessed? Hell yeah. Got this Catholic guilt and this Catholic—I'm messed up from that stuff. I know. I, I believe really, in that for sure. I also think that, like, you know, when you see people just become really nasty, mm -hmm. I'm like, something is possessing them. Definitely. Because, like, I just think that we—like, I think that, like— spirits get transferred when like a new body is born yep. and you just like never know what's gonna like pop in that kid definitely have you ever seen the tv show ghost inside my child oh my god no okay do yourself the favor it's uh i think you watch on amazon prime it's it's about people who, like, their kid starts talking about, oh, yeah, I'm like, my my brother used to take me to that Dairy Queen. And they're like, you don't have a brother. No, and then but they see find that, out. This happens, though. Like, yeah. 
you know, when people, when I was little, everyone's like, you're, you're such an old soul. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how do you know this? When pe- whenever people say that, I'm always like, it's because we possess like multiple spirits inside of us. Well, we, or we when say, someone looks familiar to you or when you think that like. Oh, we've, yeah, we, I, I firmly believe, and, and this is my opinion, when it comes to heaven, hell, all that stuff, I think that it's a, a rebirth and a reincarnation, really. Like, I think that we are on this earth, we have our experience, we learn our lessons, and then we move on to the next life. Yeah. And and that's when I think sometimes people are like, I feel like we knew each other in a past life. Like, right. I really do believe in that kind no, of thing. No, me too. I and do I think too. that people are in our lives for a reason. I agree. And I think that this is all, it's like, yeah, you want to take care of your body so that you have, your spirit has a great experience while it's in it. But ultimately, like, we're just spiritual beings that are just, you know, hanging out in this gorgeous gown for a couple of years. You know what I mean? I know. I do know. I also think that, like, when people feel like they found their soulmate they just like are finding someone that they were had something with like in a past life and when this life is over they'll find each other somewhere else too i know it's great i think it's wonderful and that gives me a lot of comfort me too i think that like my whole thing with believing in ghosts and spirits and afterlife and like things like that it mostly just brings me comfort and makes me feel like Okay, dying is fine. Like, yeah. I'm, it makes it, like, less scary. You know what totally. I mean? Totally. Because it is just, like, a massive unknown. It is an unknown, but, I mean, for people like you and I that have had these experiences with loved ones, it's, like, it's reaffirming that, like, it's all going to be okay. And, like, I do believe that once, like, you know... I don't know. I think that, like, a spirit, like, I think that, like, my mom, for example, I'm sure that, like, once her, once my, I think that once more people join her and wherever she is, uh-huh. there's, like, more rest involved. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, definitely. Like, I still think she feels like she has to, like, care for me and my sister. Well, yeah. So she's still, like, doing work. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, I think that her, I don't know, but it seems like, you know, you really wanted to speak to her and she's like, I'm here just so you know. And that happens like it doesn't happen in the literal form that it happened that one time. But like, you know, something like weird shit, like I'll be needing to see my mom and then like the other day like a hummingbird literally was just making Mm -hmm. eye contact with me through my kitchen window and I'm just like this is crazy or a song will come on the radio totally or you know just random random shit like that or someone will walk by me that smells like her like random weird things one stuff like that I think only happens when a soul is at peace. Yeah. You know, I, I, do, I think when we think of ghosts, we think of people like haunting a place. I think that that is not being able to pass on to the other side. And I think that that's more being, you know, you're, for whatever reason, you're trapped right. there. Yeah, I don't think my mom is trapped. She's not. And I don't I, think so. No. And I also think that I think it's like a happy amount of. We need to will things into existence as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's like part will and 
it's mutual wills coming together yeah. to like manifest something like a hummingbird or things like that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that these things are just sort of vessel, like symbolic vessels that sort of help us go through our lives. Yeah. What's okay? Let's say that being a ghost is not a bad thing, and you were to haunt a place. Where would you haunt? <sighs> See, I'm petty. So, mm-hmm. like, if I were to Many ghosts become are. a ghost, I would haunt all of the motherfuckers that pissed me off growing up. Oh, okay. You know, so, so first, I'd, be... first I'd make the rounds, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hitting everyone that I'd need to hit, uh-huh. you know? And then I'd probably just, like, keep it low-key. But I have, like, a solid year's worth of hauntings yeah. in my first year as a ghost, that I need to do before totally. retiring. You know what I'm saying? Before going into like ghost retirement. Yeah, I think that is what happens. Yeah, like, you need to like do, you need to like finish your work and yeah. then like. And then it's just easy street. Yeah, then it's chilling. Then I'd probably want to like fucking haunt, I don't know, like the Eden Rock in St. Bart's. Like, I don't know. Yeah. If I could choose any place to live, like a luxurious vacation destination totally. where I could just like be in the sun and splash around and also like make people have a weird time. Yeah. You would, know? would you mess with people like on an everyday basis? I mean, 100%. Yeah. Not every day, but I'm sure that like. It'd be fun to just like fuck with people. Those would be oh. fun EVPs. Yeah. You're a whore. Or just like wear the Missoni bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you want to wear that? Yeah, put on the caftan. <laughs> that, that would be me. Get the Mai Tai. <laughs> Avoid the coconut shrimp. Well, that was Greta. And wow, I love that episode. I love that we got into, you know, sentimental family experiences and the the spooky what a perfect app thank you Greta I'm gonna be on her podcast soon too which is called The Worst so listen to it and uh, she's just wonderful I think so highly of her and also she has a really good show a uh, live stand up show that's every Tuesday called The Blair and Greta Show that she hosts with uh, Blair Saki and I've done it before it's really fun maybe I'll you'll if you ever go I'll be there so, guys, speaking of shows, you can see me. I am going to be doing my comedy game show, The Once Over, on the 13th, which is this Saturday at 9 p.m. at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. And it's me and Sam Pancake, and we always have an incredible lineup of stand-up comedians. And let's see, where else am I? I have to renew my passport, but that is not something that you can be there for. I don't know what I'm doing that week. I'm sure good stuff. Check out my Instagram for all those dates. I am at Rawls Dress for Less on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, please follow the Facebook page. Uh, you know, become uh, a group member in the Facebook group, which is called Ghosted by Roz Dressfulness. And that's where you can tell me your ghost stories. And I do have a guest coming up soon where we're going to read those ghost stories together. So keep them coming, honey. You can also leave it in your five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And please keep telling your friends about the show. We keep growing, and I love it. Um, Yeah, I think that's all the stuff. I think that's everything. So just know that I love you. 
all of you, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.